Hey everyone, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Elton John, identifying strongly with the word spangly. Today on the show, we are talking about why I moved away from home, and essentially why adventure is sometimes the way to get out of the norm and try something different and just break free a little bit. I moved away from home when I was 25, uh, it was 2010, and um, there were a lot of good reasons for it. I uh, didn't want to stay around the community that I had grown up with. I felt like there was a lot of life I didn't have a chance to experience, and um, there were plenty of mental health reasons, and uh, I also just felt like it was time. I had a natural pull. And uh, so I want to speak to that and also share a little bit about why you, especially if you're a young person, um, should do what you can to go travel and experience life. So we're going to break that down today on Dopamine. Let's go. Drums, Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Listen to the 48 Hours podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation. Because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. All right, friends, welcome to the show. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, I just want to let you guys know, first of all, that I've reinstated my other podcast called Super Myers-Briggs to Rue EX. Uh, I'm not going to be selling any courses under that name, but I figure I can keep the podcast name. And I'm sort of changing the focus to be typing fictional characters and celebrities as a way to sort of help lead us into personal development growth. Um, to sort of understand how these characters uh, develop in fiction and, um, you know, some of the nuances of, of why uh, I've determined that those characters are there as personality types. So you can go check out that show at anchor.fm slash super MBTI. <clears throat> take a drink of water. <clears throat> I don't know what it is, but lately I can't speak for more than a few minutes without my throat going crazy. 
it's a little frustrating when you're a podcaster. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, so today, uh, you know, lately I've been kind of going through a couple of realizations. Um, I've been feeling a little frustrated with sort of sh- changing direction with this podcast. I like to experiment. I like to test things out a little bit, but I don't want to lose the emotional component of this show. And I don't want to lose the sort of therapeutic nature of this show. This, this has been therapy for me. And as much as it's benefited other people and I've gotten great numbers, which we've just passed 70,000 listens all time. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, This has been a show that has been all about my growth and my journey and sharing my story. And it just happens to resonate with some people. Right. Um, And there are going to be aspects where I do get a little preachy and I want to help people. So this episode is a little bit of both because I wanted to really share, I was trying to think of a way to really address and talk about um, my past life in San Diego in particular, um, which I think I'll still do another episode about my time there specifically. Um, Whereas this episode is more about why I left Philly and why I decided to, to change my life and why I felt like I needed to Um, essentially, I mean, essentially I felt like I needed to because everyone around me felt like, well, there was, there was, there's a couple different reasons, but everyone around me felt like they weren't really going anywhere. And I was frustrated by that. And I felt like it was not uh, very encouraging to have a support system that wasn't interested in moving forward when I'm always been a person that is very interested in moving forward in my career and trying new things and taking risks and uh, experiencing new things. And I, after a while, was just getting into a place where everything felt like routine. I was doing the same things with the same people all the time, um, running into the same issues, and seeing just a lot of patterns of negativity. I was also experiencing difficulties with my mental health. And especially after having issues with my mania in my early 20s with drinking, I felt like it was time to leave because the support system was not necessarily nurturing growth in a disciplined sense. There was a lot of people I was surrounded by that were continuously going out drinking on the weekends and um, were I was just kind of around too many enablers, which again, not any fault to them per se. Uh, there are still some great people that are in my life that are from that era. But um, at the time, I just knew that my mental health needed me to change my life and I needed a shift. So I started to think about moving somewhere completely different. And, you know, for me, (laughs) I like to go to extremes. So I was just like, let me move to the other side of the country and go to California. Um, And I was already going to do it on my own, but then I happened to meet my ex-wife who lived in San Diego. She would go back and forth from the West Coast and East Coast. And it was really the perfect opportunity to go over there and visit and see what it's like and give it a try and um, really experience a completely different scenario. And that for me was one of the biggest reasons to just give it a try, to try something else. And not only that, but see what I'm made of on my own and in different scenarios and different situations and a different environment entirely. You know, I think one of the things that has been a through line in my life is trying to find ways to remove certain items or situations from the equation to really determine what the problem is. Because the only way that you can determine if you're the common denominator of something is to almost remove yourself from the equation. I don't mean that in like a morbid way, but I mean like, if your life is continuously 
filled with issues of drinking and being surrounded by the wrong people or uh, abuse of any kind or whatever the case may be, the only way that you can truly find out if it is you is if you go to a different place and your life still falls apart <laughs> in the same way, right? So that was another reason for me to go and sort of test the waters to see like, okay, am I really the problem or are other people the problem? Is it Philly that's the problem? Like what's really going on, <laughs> right? And um, it certainly helped me to separate some things. You know, I, I was able to separate uh, the <clears throat> the drinking from my life and realize that there was a ton of growth that I needed to do. There were a lot of things that I needed to uh, address and face within myself now that I didn't have the mask of social interactions and drinking and all these, you know, bad behaviors and enablers in my life anymore. I had to approach things with a fresh perspective, with a fresh eye. And uh, it really took a lot of me to really buckle down and, and focus on where I wanted my life to go. It took a long time. You know, I almost couldn't make it. You know, I lasted about six months in San Diego before I got a job. And I was like literally a week away from having to move back to Philly because I couldn't afford it. Luckily, I got two jobs at the same time and everything worked out. <laughs> so crazy how that worked out. Um, you know, and for me, you know, moving, moving was liberating. Moving was a test. Moving was a possibility for me to try life in a different way, to, yeah, again, see what I'm just kind of made of, right? Uh, another aspect is that through the toxicity that I was experiencing in Philly, I feel like I had tarnished my own reputation. And again, I was just kind of surrounded by people that kind of all knew each other. And there was this like an interconnected web of mingling of people that just like felt really gross after a while. I just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Everyone kind of knew each other and there was always the possibility of running into someone and I didn't want to. <laughs> so um, it's actually been really nice for nearly the last decade living in places where nobody really recognizes me. And I, I can go to the grocery store and not feel like I'm being interrupted or being seen or having to deal with awkward interactions. Uh, it's actually been pretty nice. So I think, I think it's important to consider travel or moving or, or doing something completely different in your life because especially in your twenties, when you're young, um, really at any stage of your life, but like in your twenties in particular, you're just in this phase of like tasting life. You're really trying to test the waters. You're at a place where there's this dichotomy of like, you know, that you want to experience life and do all sorts of things but you've got this pressure. There's this pressure mounting from parents, from people around you, from society, pressuring you to pick something, to pick a career, stick with it, you know, find a partner, get a house, have some kids, you know, uh, do the marriage thing and get re and retire and die. <laughs> right. Um, there's this, all this pressure to like kind of live in the straight and narrow, you know, where are the grandkids, you know? Um, but like, you're still in your twenties, you're a kid, you're a baby, you know, you've got a ton of time and you're still going through what I call a second puberty, which is like essentially the, the midlife or, or the quarter knife crisis that a lot of these kids talk about. I say these kids, a lot of these kids talk about the quarter life crisis. Um, <laughs> it was a little Obama ish. Um, uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of these, these youngsters, 
get into a quarter life crisis mode. And I think it's because of this dichotomy of like, I'm just a kid and I just want to have fun. I just want to enjoy myself. I don't want to do all this adulting quote unquote. I don't want to have to, you know, be responsible. I don't want to have to pick a job. I don't want to have kids yet. I don't want to settle down. I just want to eat pizza and watch Netflix and have a drink occasionally and go check out a red restaurant and, go travel and do all this stuff. And, uh, truly you can just, you can do all those things. <laughs> it really, it's true. Um, you know, I mean, you have to have, you have to solve some of the money problems and you have to solve, um, budget issues and discipline and all of that stuff. But if you have the capability, you know, make it happen. And even if you don't have the capability, you can figure out ways to do it everyone every once in a while, right? You don't have to do the extreme trip that I did where I went across the country. I, you know, decided to, I took a big risk when I did that. I, I had a few grand to my name and, you know, being in California, that's like a few weeks, uh, you know, of living. It, it really didn't last very long. Uh, I think it lasted six months and I found little ways to make money with like freelancing and poker and stuff like that and basically hung on by a thread. And it was about the six month mark where I was running out of money. Um, so I took a risk. I took a not very smart risk um, financially, but if you can find a way to save a little bit of money or get a couple jobs lined up, or if you're not picky at all about like where you stay, try to couch surf or, um, you know, get small odd jobs in different places, you know, work somewhere for a month, save a little bit of cash and then move somewhere else. And, uh, you know, there are plenty of places on Craigslist that are like month to month kind of situations where you can live there for a month and then go somewhere else. So there are, there are certainly possibilities just to kind of use your imagination a little bit and be willing to not live a lavish life. Uh, it's certainly not, uh, not indicative of growth to, uh, live beyond your means, right? If you're young and you don't have enough, enough cash to do this, then don't do it yet. You know, stay at home, save some money, bear and grin it while you have to. But as long as you're making good choices and, not paying $11 for avocado toast when you should be putting nine of those dollars towards your vacation that you want to take or wanting to move somewhere, then, you know, make those good choices. Right. And I know that it's tough because again, you want to enjoy your life. You want to do all these things that you want to do. But if you want something, if you want the big thing, then you're going to have to make adjustments to get the big thing. Otherwise you're not going to get the big thing. Right. So that's, that's I mean, it's pretty simple. It's basic math. But, uh, you know, the discipline part is, is hard and I sympathize with that. I totally get it. I, I understand to the millionth degree, how difficult that is to discipline yourself and buckle down and want to, want to get things done over the long term. You know, we live in a very, uh, instant gratification era of existence at the moment, you know, so it's really hard to, um, it's really hard to have patience, but patience is like so incredibly important. And I think that is, that's it's sort of the dichotomy of what I was dealing with when I was 25 was like, I, I have the patience to want to figure out where to go with my life. And I had the patience to live at home until I was 25 and save money. But it was at that point where I was like, okay, I need to go. I got to do stuff. I got to try this. I got to, you know, you got to, you got to take that, that balance of trust and risk taking with a sense of security and intelligence and find a way to 
to balance the two to do something that is a little bit out of your comfort zone and try something new. And, you know, travel, again, doesn't need to be magnanimous. It doesn't need to be, um, that's not how you use that word, I don't think. <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't need to be of any kind of uh, uh, epic magnitude. It doesn't need to be, um, you know, uh, across the country like I did. There are places within an hour or two that could be a different experience, you know, especially if you're a person that's risk averse and you want to take baby steps, you know, instead of just living at home, start by living at a place down the street for a few months and then, I don't know, move out of your county, <laughs> move an hour away or, you know, try, uh, I don't know, just try something different. Call a friend, see if they want a roommate. I don't know. Uh, and just experience something you've never experienced before. Cause that's just how we learn things is by experiencing life. I spent 25 years of my life, not knowing what pesto was because I lived in Philly <laughs> and I, I just, I don't remember there being anything involving pesto in Philly. When I grew up, there was a lot of cheesesteaks, uh, cheesesteaks and like Chinese food and pizza and, um, I ate a lot of crappy food in Philly. Uh, you know, it's all bar food and diner food. Like it's not anything fancy like it is today. Like there's, there's nicer food there now, but at the time it wasn't so great. Um, so I grew up with all that, like very limited view on reality. You know, I've, I grew up with very limited scope of what was out there in the world. I had rudimentary, rudimentary understanding of what even California was. And I experienced so many subtle new things when I moved to California that really broadened my world and really helped me exercise more patience, slowed me down quite a bit and made me take time to think a little bit more. I went back to Philly to visit and they're like, you're a California dude now. You're so relaxed. You're so chill. What is happening? And I was, I was like crazy. <laughs> I, was a, I was a crazy person when I grew up in Philly. Uh, so it was really nice to just have that experience to balance myself out and kind of slow down and experience something different. <clears throat> and even before then, you know, I had done a lot of road trips with friends. I'd gone to New York City a few times, uh, Washington, D.C., Baltimore. Went to Baltimore for an alien ant farm show in a small bar. That was really cool. Um, you know, drove to Erie and back to drop my brother off somewhere. Um, I've driven to Florida. You know, I, I've driven to a lot of places and went to Puerto Rico when I was a kid. Um, and even when I drove across the country for the second time, I drove across the country with my friends the first time. And then after I got my divorce, um, I took the Northern route and went by myself. And that was, it's kind of interesting because I don't think the first time I would have been comfortable going by myself, but the second time I had so gotten so used to bravery and taking risks and, um, you know, knowing how to navigate trips and planning and, uh, you know, doing that sort of thing that it was easier for me to take the plunge and just go and book the hotels and take the road trip and, and, uh, shoot a bunch of footage. And, uh, I gotta start saying filming and not shooting. <laughs> I'm shooting this show. <laughs> I gotta stop saying that I'm filming the show. Um, but I'm, you know, doing a lot of filming uh, across the country and it was a lot of quiet time and it was just, um, and the endurance, right? You really strengthen your ability to 
be patient and last in a car ride uh, when you're doing that. I wouldn't necessarily recommend driving across the country by yourself. That is a lot. You know, it's pretty intense to do that. Um, and I did it sort of out of necessity at the time. But it, it just kind of wasn't as joyous. It wasn't as fun to do it on my own. I think I would have enjoyed uh, doing it with Molly. Uh, I hope we get the opportunity to do to do that, <clears throat> to do some sort of road trip uh, to that epic effect. Well, so far, we've driven we've driven to um, to Philly and back, and that was a good road trip. But doing something more epic would be really cool too. Um, but hopefully, there's more trips in the future. And really the idea is just the opening yourself up to the willingness to get outside of your town. You know, uh, there's so many of us that just, we go through the motions and little do you know, it's like 40 years later and you're like, you know what? I've never left this city. And it's like, really? It's not that hard to leave your city geographically. (laughs) Like just get in the car and drive. (laughs) What's so scary, you know, pick a destination, you know, look up something that's an hour away and just drive there and stay for a night, you know, just stay in a hotel, just, just so you could be somewhere different. doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but I I think it's good for us to break out of our normal routine. And, uh, I'll kind of leave you with a final thought that I, uh, came across an old Facebook post that my friend tagged me in from like 2014, where I shared the notion that like our brains are wonderfully complex and powerful to the point where, it consolidates so much information in our lives that when we are just going through the same routines over and over again, our brains are processing that and consolidating that in a way that doesn't come up as new memories. Like we're just, the memories are the sum of our existence, but the breadth of how much we can experience in our lives is what our existence is or was or is. Yeah. You know, if our entire existence is a drive to and from work, then what's there to remember? So if we're taking time to experience new things, then we are adding time and breadth to our existence. We are adding a little bit more to our day every single time. And I think that's incredibly powerful to think about, you know? Um, So consider that when you're kind of torn as to whether or not you want to go somewhere, you want to travel somewhere, you want to try something new, uh, taste something new, you know, try even a new restaurant. It doesn't have to be about this crazy travel. But uh, even the travel could be to a new rad restaurant, you know, look up something that's an hour away, take a road trip by yourself with some friends. Don't think about if it's weird, just go do it, experience it, try something new, especially if you're young, you've got time, time is your currency, spend it on yourself. So yeah, that's it. We're going to end on that. (laughs) Um, uh, again, my other show, Super Myers Briggs Turbo EX, is back on the air. Um, just something I wanted to play with to play with, like doing typology for celebrities and fictional characters whenever I feel inclined to. There's no set schedule for that show. Uh, but I watched Captain Marvel recently and I got so into it. And um, her character is so well developed that I was able to pinpoint her personality type pretty well. So that's basically what that latest, the newest episode I just posted is, um, is about Captain Marvel and her personality type. Um, other than that, you can go to uh, dopamine.teachable.com to download the free Myers-Briggs course and, um, check out cnote.media. I just updated some of my copy on my website. Um, and I also put up a thing about vid 60. So if you're in the Rochester area and you are, you have an event, a grand opening, anything like that, that is happening. Um, 
that you would like to be documented, I'm offering a service that is uh, 60 minutes of me shooting, filming, <laughs> of me filming the event um, to for $60 to create a 60-second video. So it's called Vid60, and uh, you can sign up for that through cnote.media. Find the link to that on there. So um, again, we hit 70,000 listens uh, all time. So thank you for, for listening to the show, for being here. Anchor just dropped all of its latest metrics. So uh, let me know that uh, a lot of you listeners are in Silicon Valley. So thanks for that. <laughs> That's pretty cool, I guess. Um, and I would really love to know uniquely what's going on with you and your region of the world. Um, what is your major mental health concern? You know, hit me up at Let's Go C Notes on social media or hit me up at anchor.fm slash dopamine and leave a voice message to, you know, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know where you're at, what you're thinking, what's the deal, what you got going on, and we can uh, come up with some interesting stuff. So um, that's it for today. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on The Dopamine. See you, bye. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later. <laughs>